a todos y bienvenidos a un nuevo episodio del podcast. And hello everyone. Don't worry, this episode will not be in Spanish. But we're going to talk about the Spanish national final today. So that's why I welcomed you all in Spanish. My Spanish is very rudimental, yet I'm learning Spanish, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so... The Spanish national final took place on the 26th, 27th and 29th of January and their national final is called Benidorm Fest and that was organized by the Spanish broadcaster Radio Televisión Española or like short ITVE and it had two semifinals on the 26th and 27th of January and a final on the 29th of January 2022. In total it contained 13 artists and songs and each semifinal featured six or seven songs and four of each semifinal qualified for the final. The winner was determined by a combination of votes from an expert jury, a demoscopic panel and a televote and the competing acts were announced on the 10th December 2021 and the competing songs were premiered on the 21st December 2021. On the 23rd of January 2022 It was announced that Luna Key had withdrawn due to a combination of personal issues and the inability to use autotune under Eurovision rules. She was supposed to perform as first act of the semi-final one, and then without her they had 13 artists. Like, originally they had 14, 7 per semi-final, but because she withdrew, they only had 13. So I would say we'll, we're starting with her right now. She did not perform live. But she was supposed to perform. Her name is Luna Key, as I said. And her song was, or is, Boy A Morir. And as I said, it included, or includes, autotune. It also has some kind of rock vibe. And also like a very modern vibe. A genre that isn't very popular in Eurovision, I would say. Like, we usually see the typical pop songs, like maybe rock ever since last year, and like ballads, but this kind of autotune style song thing, we don't have that in Eurovision, maybe because autotune is forbidden in the Eurovision, but I would love to see that, to be honest, I really, really, really liked her song, and it kind of has this new vibe, maybe because of the autotune, like just something like really like, like this, this emerging music, and it kind of really stood out, if Spain would have been represented by such a song, you would remember that it was like Spain song because it just does not sound like the rest of the songs basically and yeah it was kind of like a mix between English and Spanish most of it was in Spanish but we also had a few parts in English <laughs> and as always we're gonna listen to the song here's Voy a Morir by Luna Key <laughs> Next up, we have Unique, a Spanish band. It consists of the members Matt, Armin, Gio and Valen, so a four-man band. <laughs> and they dance, sing and compose. And that was very visible with their performance as well, like a typical boy group performance, I would say. Like this, like back in the days when they like, when boy groups had like a choreography and dance and stuff. Like, I don't know, like a Spanish big time rush or something. <laughs> kind of reminded me of that, but... 
Yeah, their song is called Mejores. It was a really, or is a really catchy song. As I said, I really like the performance, great performance with the choreography, typical boy band performance. Then the dance break, that stood really out. Like, there was a break in the song as well, like, where they did not sing, it was just instrumental. And then the dance break, really, really good. Then we had backflips going on, and basically just so much happening at the same time. Like, insane. <laughs> Maybe that's why they placed sixth in their semifinal. Like, they basically took the last place in their semifinal. And I first didn't understand why, because out of the songs that were performed, it definitely was one of my favorites. But then maybe the performance was too much, and maybe that's why they didn't receive many points. That was the only thing that, like, came to my mind why they did not receive many points. Because, as, as I said, the song is cool and very modern and maybe just not very Eurovision fitting i don't know but in general it was a cool song and yeah i would say we're gonna listen to the song now here's mejores by unique Then next up we have Azúcar Moreno, a Spanish music duo composed of the sisters Antonia and Encarnación Salazar. And they sold approximately 12 million albums worldwide, which is like insane. Like they are kind of popular worldwide. Like I did not hear their name before, like not their duo name and not their individual names, but they kind of have a fan base in Europe, Latin America, I guess. They sang a song called Postureo. It kind of sounds like traditional music. It also somehow has a Balkan music vibe, like I don't know, except that like it's in the Spanish language, like a Spanish song, but just like listening to a song vibe-wise, it could have been like a Serbian song or something, like I don't know, it had those vibes, very different than a normal pop song, like definitely not a pop song, stood out because of how different it was, I'd say. Not really my type of music, but I don't know. In, in general, in Benidorm, I really like the genre diversity, I would say. Like, really diverse music. Because in other semifinals or national finals in general, we only just see, like, the same type of music. Like in Germany, for example. <laughs> so, it's so cool to see, like, some diversity and actually have the audience vote for different songs and not just the same song over and over again, kind of. I, I like that, and that's what I like about Benidorm in general. And yeah, let's listen to the song. Here's Postureo by Azuka Moreno. <laughs> Then next up we have another band, <laughs> a three-man band, called Very Brava, and the band formed in 2009. They performed a song called Rafaela, and what really stood out was this round piano they had. Some, something like Iceland had, but theirs had actually, like, legs. Can I say it like that? Like, it was standing and like with Iceland they had it like hanging around their necks and then just came together and had this round piano thing but like this one was actually standing on the ground but yeah it was like this round piano that really stood out and reminded me of 
Iceland's performance last year. And then the song in general, a really funky song, fancy outfits, a colorful performance, and it also contained a talking or like a rapping part, just like Ireland's song, like the winner's song basically. Like you should know, I like those talking parts, they're catchy and they somehow, I don't know, they, they have something in a musical way, does that make sense? I don't know. And then at the end of the performance they also had a flying piano, so it kind of came down from the ceiling and it was just hanging there and the band member who played the piano was like reaching up and played it like in the air. That was so cool to see as well. Yeah, also the the color scheme was cool, like they all wore red outfits and then the piano that came from the ceiling also was red, so it, I don't know, all was very matching. Not my type of song, but a really cool performance in general and really unique as well. They had a few unique performances in Benidorm. But yeah, let's listen to very brava song, Rafaela. And then next up we have Blanca Paloma, a singer. <laughs> she sang a song called Secreto de Agua and basically a ballad, a kind of classical song. I don't know if I can say it like that. Kind of like a typical ballad and not much happening. Like she was standing there and singing, uh, kind of like a really dramatic performance. And she she wore a very long white dress, which had like a really long, like, I don't know, it was just way too long for her basically. And then it, it was attached to strings in the back. And then I guess it was the second chorus when the strings pulled the dress up behind her. And I don't know, with like the lights and everything that looked so cool. But in general, I mean, it was a ballad performance, so not a lot happening. She was standing on the stage on her own, no dancers, nothing really in the background just lighting and her really 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 long dress <laughs> but yeah still a good performance and yeah let's listen to the song Here's Secreto de Agua by Blanca Paloma <laughs> Next up we have a trio. Their name is Tangsugueras, I would say, but I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it. A Galican folk trio and they formed in 2016 and the group aims to bring a modern sound to traditional Galician music by merging folk sound with pop and world music influences and that sounds very unique I have to say. I basically haven't heard something like that ever before. Very very unique and also their song Terra, the song they performed at the Benidorm festival. Performance really stood out, like their outfits and then, I don't know, the song was somehow catchy even though it's not really really what I like to listen to but really catchy. I don't know. I would say just in general not everyone's taste. Like it's a very special song but still a very cool and catchy one and I feel like it's it's like one of those songs you have to listen to more than once to actually like what you're listening to. You know what I mean? I would say it's something like that. Kind of catchy though. <laughs> Anyways, let's listen. Here's Terra by Tangsugueras. 
Let's go. And then last but not least, another semi-final, semi-final one, <laughs> we had Chanel, I hope that's how they pronounce her name in Spanish as well, Chanel, Chanel, I don't know. Anyways, she's a 30-year-old Cuban-Spanish singer, a dancer and actress, and she has worked in several stage musicals in Spain, and I mean, I'm pretty sure you all know her song, the song she performed is called Slow Mo, and I'm spoiling again, like in basically every episode, but she won the Benidorm festival with that song and i have to say very very good song kind of reminds me of fuego I guess that was cypress's song and yeah just like a really like upbeat song genre wise i would say it's kind of like latin pop or maybe even reggaeton the song in general speaks of empowerment to feel comfortable with your body and i don't know that kind of sticks out in this eurovision season we have a lot of female acts with very strong empowering songs like basically songs like like her song like love your body and also songs about that you don't need a man to feel complete like you're your own woman basically and like you can just live on your own and the man is just like an addition but you don't need him like Brooke's song like as I said in my last episode Ireland's song like Brooke's song is something that goes in the same direction and then last year we had Jimmy Kaz and I love that I love that I love those songs I love seeing those and they spread a good message for younger females as well as like teenagers young adults like I am one <laughs> and yeah so it's just so great to see that in Eurovision the song hit Second place on Spotify Viral 50 Global on February 3rd. In general, the performance really stood out. Really cool performance at the beginning with like a red carpet and like camera clicking and like in general just badass vibes. Like her dancing, everything is just sexy in some way, but also like really just like, I don't know, very empowering, just like her song is. The choreography and her dancing and everything is empowering as well very cool i loved seeing that and i love seeing that in the final and i can't wait because i really do love that song let's listen here's slow-mo by chanel <laughs> That was about the first semi-final and then the second semi-final consisted of another seven artists. One of them was Sarah Diop, a 19-year-old. She was 13 when she participated in The Voice Kids and her sound is like a pop R&B sound, I would say. She performed a song called Make You Say. I believe that was kind of the only English titled song, but the song wasn't in English as a whole. Like, it was a Spanish-English mix. I would say more Spanish than English, but the title was in English, so very refreshing to see. <laughs> Basically, what people pointed out, and that might be why she placed last in the second semifinal, was her shaky live voice. I guess she was just very, like, excited for her performance and maybe a bit afraid of 
making mistakes, maybe, I don't know, but I don't know, it looked like that, so her live voice was a bit shaky, but the song was great, and I believe, like, it's just about improvement with her, because the performance was really great, the choreography was really great, she had the stage presence, it was just her voice, and I guess she can improve that, definitely, and... In general, I did like the song, it was just her voice, which I kind of wasn't really good. But I believe she has a great voice in general, so yeah. I'm gonna show you a quick snippet of her performance. Here's Make You Say by Sarah Diop. Then next up we had Javiera Mina, a 38-year-old Chilean indie electropop musician. Her musical style in general tends to be synthesized electronic sound and her song Culpa, the song she sung at the Benidorm or performed at the Benidorm, had like this electronic DJ sound, not like from the beginning onwards, but like I would say from the middle onwards. She was kind of standing on like a throne kind of thing or like a podium just above her dancers and in kind of like a studio setting which was so cool there were so many like I, I saw a piano and also like synthesizers and stuff like just as if she was like producing a song that looked cool. In general I didn't really like her voice and singing but that's always like question of like taste like everyone sees music different that just wasn't my taste but wasn't bad in general. And I really liked her outfit, really stood out, really cool outfit. And yeah, in general, a song I didn't see for Spain, but not a bad song at all. I would say, let's listen. <laughs> Here's Culpa by Javiera Mena. Up. She placed sixth in the second semi final. We have Marta Sango with a song called Sigues en mi mente. Also had this old school vibe. We had that we had that in Ireland's national final as well. The outfits also had like some retro vibe. I don't know. The only thing that really stood out to me was the performance didn't really fit the song. Like the song wasn't really I wouldn't say ballad style but also not really extremely upbeat. And then there was this part of the song which wasn't really fast and really danceable, I would say. And then somehow there was this kind of aggressive choreography. Like, I don't know, to me that wasn't matching at all. But the rest of the performance was good, but this was a part where I was like, I don't know, that I feel like that's why I still remember it that well. It's like I watched and I was like, huh? what's happening like why is there why is there such a choreography at the moment and then at other parts there wasn't a really strong choreography where there could have been one i don't know to me it wasn't really matching but yeah that's just my opinion <laughs> but the song was good yeah the song was good we're listening to a song now here's sigues en mi mente by mata sango no me 
lo sigues en mi mente Aunque ahora tú te vas con otra gente Que no me parece interesante Then next up, we have Gonzalo Amida, the first one who made the final out of the semi-final, a 26-year-old singer, songwriter and producer. He sang a song called Quien lo diría, but he sadly couldn't perform it live because he was tested positive before the Benidorm, so they just played his music video on screen at Benidorm. But, oh my god, such a great song. Really touching, a ballad, and great instrumental, a great melody. And I was really sad that he couldn't perform it live, because I believe that this is like a typical song that grows live. That it's like, it's like good on the record, and it's really catchy on the record, but when it's live performed, it's just like with lights and everything, and it's just so extremely emotional and catching, and I don't know. I would have loved seeing that live. His voice sounded so good on the recording. I bet he would have performed that really, really, really great live. Really sad, really, really sad. But he still made the final and yeah, a great song. You should listen to that song as well. <laughs> We're listening to a snippet now. Here's Quien lo diría by Gonzalo Emida. cada uno por su lado Pero el mismo idioma hablamos Yo sí que sé de ti Aunque luego hagamos el papel Then next up we have Shane. I hope I pronounce him right, because I'm not quite sure how to pronounce the X in Spanish. But yeah, he started his career like with uploading covers on YouTube, which like we've seen that with many big stars before. Justin Bieber, Austin Mahone, other great stars who started their career with uploading covers. And at Benidorm he sang a song called Echo a synth pop song i would say and the song talks about the remains of true love i would say after breakup but with that i'm not quite sure i have to say and that was like something i thought about the whole performance kind of a very handsome singer really really handsome i was more focused on him and his looks i would say than on the actual song but he also has a really really great voice it's not just like he doesn't just look good he also has a great voice and he did a great job with the song and the performance but yeah really handsome as well <laughs> Let's listen to the song. Here's Echo by Shane. Next up, placed third in the second semi-final, we have Raiden, a 36-year-old Spanish rapper with a song called Calle de la Llorella, and my Spanish sucks, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
kind of had the traditional Spanish vibes, maybe because of the instrumental. Kind of also really hard to describe. Like, with words, I cannot describe to you what that song is or how it's like. If I would describe, I bet you would have, like, a total different image of the song. <laughs> but it also had, like, a catchy clapping part, which, like, kind of reminded me a bit of Soldi by Mahmoud in 2019. Like, I don't know. Now in the semi-final, the performance, or in the final as well, the audience wasn't clapping with the song, but with Mahmoud's song... That was kind of the same as he performed that in at some San Remo, I believe. And then at the Eurovision, everyone clapped and I had goosebumps. Such a great moment in Eurovision. Oh my god. So that reminded me of that. And I was like, hmm, maybe it's not too bad. But yeah, it's also not really the typical rap that we hear nowadays. Kind of, I don't know. Can I say old school rap maybe? I don't know. You have to listen to it to understand what I mean, I guess. Um, so here's a snippet of... Calle de la Llorella by Raiden. And then last but not least, we have the first place of the second semi-final, Rigoberta Bandini, a 31-year-old Spanish singer-songwriter, theater and TV actress, voice actress and playwright. She, for example, that's just a fun fact, spoke the Spanish dubbing voice for Caillou, which I'm not quite sure how familiar other countries are with Caillou, but in Germany it was like kind of big children TV show. And she's also the regular Spanish talking voice of Emma Stone, Dakota Fanning and Charlene Woodley. So I would say she's a famous voice actress. She performed a song called A Mama, an electropop dance song that starts slow and then somehow it develops into a really catchy song. It's also not a very typical song, like not at all typical for Eurovision. Also, the performance was kind of chaotic, but with that performance being so chaotic, it kind of was funny to watch. Not funny in like a I cannot take this serious way, but in like something like really entertaining. And yeah, I believe it could have become very iconic in Eurovision because of the hook, I would say, and the performance, like both at the same time. If you haven't seen it, I strongly advise you to look it up on YouTube and watch it. It was something I haven't ever seen before, but not at all bad, just something really new. But we can listen to a snippet of it now, so you get a quick glimpse at what it was like to hear that. <laughs> Here's A Mama by Rigoberta Bandini. De la Croix, mama, mama, mama. And now that you've heard about all of the participants of the semi-finals, I'm quickly going to talk about the final. The final consisted of the eight entries that qualified from the two preceding semi-finals, so four artists of each semi-final. And the order of the performances was decided by a draw a day prior to the final. And as I already said, 
Chanel won with her song Slow-Mo, so we're definitely gonna see her again. And then in second place at the final, we had Rigoberta Bandini, the voice actress. And then third place was Tang Sugieras, the, the folk trio. Then fourth place was Raiden, the Spanish rapper. In fifth place, we had Blanca Paloma, the one with the classically sung ballad. Then in sixth place, we had Very Brava, the three-man band with the round piano. <laughs> then in seventh place, we had Shein, the really handsome singer. <laughs> and in eighth place, we had Gonzalo Amida, maybe because he couldn't perform, because of course performances always stand out more than just music videos, but... We've also in Eurovision already seen that it's not always a con to just have a recorded performance. Since we've seen that with Iceland last year, they still plays really great, even though they couldn't perform. But maybe that was the reason why it plays last, because otherwise I cannot understand that at all, because it was such a great song. Yeah, that was already all you need to know about Benidorm. So that's the end of the episode already. As always, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, it would be cool if you could subscribe to my podcast on basically any platform. Maybe also just like on the platform you're listening to right now. Kindly leave a review if you want. There's this review option on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. I'm not quite sure about other platforms, but with Spotify and Apple Podcasts, I know that there is. And... The podcast also has an Instagram. The Instagram handle is at 12points.go2. So 12 is in numbers, so at 12points.go2. And yeah, I always update on Instagram about new episodes. And these days I'm kind of brainstorming how to structure like the remaining season, basically. How often I should upload, on which dates, and... I'll also always update if I cannot produce at the moment because of uni, personal stuff, I don't know. So it's definitely cool to stay up to date with what's happening. And yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. And I hope I'll see you in my next episode. And until then, bye.